You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. Hello, hello, Grand Rising, and good morning, everybody out there. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and we have a great show for you today. At the top of the show, I get to dive in with my girl, Julia Jesse, our clapback culture queen here at Converge Media. We're going to be hearing about all of the topics they're going to be digging into later on tonight on Clapback Culture right here, everywhere you are watching the day with Trey right now. And later in the show, I get to bring in Haru Chayez on man. Haru is in this community doing amazing things around health and wellness. And today we're going to be talking about breathing and the importance of breathing in your overall health. So I'm really excited to bring you guys these guests. And of course, for me, I always want you to be inspired by the things that they are sharing and the ways that they are showing up in their community. I got to get to uh, bring in my sis, my good sis, Julia Jesse. What's up, Jules? Hey, girl. Hey, happy, happy Thursday, Trey. Yes. Happy Thursday. Thank you so much for continuing these segments on the day with Trey over from the morning update show. You know, I was like, look, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it right with my good sis, Jules. And we so appreciate you diving in all the way from Washington, D.C. to give us all of the tea on clapback. I know there's things that you guys are going to be going over, man. Jules, give us the latest. Man, listen, sis, I'm so glad to be here and so glad to be a part of your show moving forward because... We definitely want to give the people a little bit of an update of what's going to be popping tonight on Clapback Culture. So there has been a video that was released online. You know, I love to find all the viral footage, you guys. Um, But the Tempe Police Department is under fire after this leaked police body camera footage um, came out. It was an edited version of of the videos kind of clipped together, and it showed a drowning incident where the police officers did not make an attempt to save a resident. Um, So the video shows a resident, he's 34 years old, and it looks like he's in a domestic dispute, which is why the police were called initially. And he jumps over the fence and jumps into the lake and subsequently drowns. Well, the video doesn't just end there. What's caught in the transcript of the videos is two officers repeatedly telling him, um, you know, to swim this way, hold on, do this. And, you know, the, the the resident just saying he couldn't hold on. At one point, one of the officers says, look, I'm not jumping in to get you. Well, unfortunately, the resident did drown and did not survive. And so uh, they are on paid administrative leave. And now the Tempe Police Department is looking into how they're going to handle uh, water incidents and water rescue incidents. So, We'll see what happens there, but that's definitely going to be something that we talk about tonight. Well, Jules, I got to say, I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, we talk about police departments really being there to protect and serve. And in a situation like this, the fact that they don't actually have protocol for something like this is always alarming, Jules. It's like, do we actually have to lose a life in order for you guys to go back through your handbook, figure out how to create a proper procedure for something like this? At the end of the day, they should have been jumping in to rescue that man and to make sure that he survived. 
life. I, the idea that any officer would sit there and say, I'm not about to do that. Again, Jules, it makes folks wonder, I mean, are they really here to protect or serve anyone? Listen, and that is literally the conversation that's happening online. I have my own thoughts and opinions on that, but I will save it for the show. But some good news, Trey. Um, President Joe Biden sent out a tweet this week and he gives some positive updates, not only on baby formula, um, but also on inflation, you guys. So he says that there's a, a spend of $27.5 million in baby formula that's on its way to the United States from a manufacturer in Australia. So that is good news in, in regards to that baby formula shortage. Um, and he says that the annual inflation is declining and the numbers are looking good from 6% to 4%. So I hope that touches on these gas prices, honey, because at this point, it's still $100 a tank. Uh, let me tell you, look, okay, like for me, I literally the other day, I'm used to spending around $35 filling my tank, right? I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I got a good, you know, fuel efficient car. Okay, cool. I'm supposed to reap the benefits of that. The other day, I spent $64, bro, $64 yeah. on my tank. And I was like, um... I'm not used to this at all. And I don't want to get used to this. So I'm glad to hear that. But again, I think many of us out here, especially families, those with kids, those with, you know, extended family living with them. It's like we're trying to figure out how those inflation drops are going to hit our pocketbooks, because I'm going to tell you between gas and groceries. I'm not, I mean, I'm like, I'm not here for this inflation. I'm not here for these prices. There's so much that needs to be fixed there. I know a lot of people are like, okay, we hear you, President Biden, but how is that going to impact me personally? Listen, I agree with you 100%. I mean, $100 to fill up my gas tank is, you know, not within the budget. But I mean, even the cost of food right now. So when we think about inflation, we're talking about all across the board. Um, and so, you know, families having to feed each other. I mean, Rodney and I, girl, are going like through $300 a week in groceries because we don't eat out. Uh, so it's getting to the point where it's almost cheaper to eat out and eat things that are unhealthy than to go to the grocery store and buy fresh foods and whole foods and produce and things of that nature. So we'll see, Joe Biden. We knocking at your door, big homie, because you gonna have to do something and something soon to this economy. I mean, might as well just throw out another stimmy. Let's get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's plenty of people that will agree with you on that one, Jules. Um, and, you know, this is something that I think has really been hitting the airways when we talk about the shortage in uh, this milk uh, for babies, this formula. This is something that, I, you know, I breastfed my last child. And I know for those who have to deal with this, man, that gets very pricey. Um, yeah. So the idea is that the shelves have been bare. That's something I think a lot of people didn't even consider, Jules. Well, even think about what, uh, you know, parents that are on WIC, right? Like I know a lot of, um, you know, of my mentees that do get WIC that they can't even go to the store and use their voucher to purchase the baby formula because it's not there. So it's even like not only do I not have the money to buy something else. Um, but I don't even I can't even use my voucher to purchase what I need. Um, so it is a big deal. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful that I don't have any kids that need baby formula at this time, because that would just be, you know, just two on the 10, girl. 
Yeah, this right here is something that, you know, we we covered some of this on the morning update show before we ended that show. And, you know, I, I saw this kind of coming across my airwaves, but, you know, I, I feel like there's always these measures, right? There's things that happen nationally or locally, maybe even just in your town. But when things happen, what I love seeing out of all of this was that people were pulling together, right? Um, I saw a story there on a young mother who had connections to Mexico was getting formula sent over from Mexico and then packaging it up to give to other people, right? So just the idea that, you know, um, as people, we're always finding a way to survive, but it really comes down to a lot of co connectivity that we have to have because, hey, if I'm good, I want to make sure you're good, right? Um, and it, it moves away from, I think, a lot of that individual nature and that individualistic uh, way that we are in society right now, where it's like, Hey, I got to I got to look out for me. Sorry, don't know what you're going to do. But when we come across these kinds of crises that are impacting so many different people, you really see these measures of resilience and connectivity, which really is just like compassion pouring out. And I really appreciate that because I think it's so necessary in in every day and age, but I think particularly now, Jules. It is. It is. Look, so I know my time is uh, is nearing to the end, but Please, I need everyone to watch Clapback Culture tonight. There is something big on the menu. Mike Davis has a huge announcement to make for everyone. Um, so I won't spill it here. But if you miss the show, you are going to miss that announcement. And you don't want to miss it because it's huge. It's bigger than anything else. And um, I am excited for him to share it uh, with everybody. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, we okay. Now you are giving the teaser today for sure. So you guys have lots of things on the docket today, Jewel. So excited that you were able to join me on the day with Trey today. Thank you so much. And I'll be tuning in because of course, now you got me even more intrigued, Jules. You can't be yes, dropping man. that kind of stuff. And now I'm like, what? What is Mike going to say? What's going on? Cliffhanger, baby. Cliffhanger. And also, you know, we wouldn't be clapback culture, you guys, if we wasn't going to talk about a little bit of mess. And so we are going to talk about the breakup between Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. So please tune in and share your comments tonight on clapback culture at 7 p.m. You do not want to miss tonight's show. You know what? You guys are the ones that keep me informed. I, these are there are certain things that just never hit my airwaves. I didn't even know about that breakup. So, OK, Jules, of course, you got me tuned in. I'll be ready tonight, 7 p.m. right here on Converge Media. Thank you so much, Jules. Can't wait to listen to your update next week. <laughs> All right, sis. Have a great rest of the show and make sure you tune in tonight. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You guys heard it right there from Julia Jesse herself. Clearly, there's a lot of things that they're going to be tackling on Clapback. And one of the things that I really appreciate so much about Clapback culture is that it can, you know, address all of these different topics and still really maintain its own culture of Clapbackness, right? Uh, the idea that there's always going to be something there that is coming from pop culture, but also the way they infuse news and infuse their opinions and open it up to the audience and all the comments of you all out there. This is something that's an interactive show. So they want you to be on there. They want to hear what you have to say about the things that they're talking about. They want to be able to incorporate it. And I'll just say this. It's very clear here. Mike Davis has some huge news and 
I don't know about y'all, but I know that I want to know what's going on with Mike Davis. And so I'll be tuning in tonight at 7 p.m. Thanks again, Jules. Love you. And so glad you could be with us. You guys, after this short break, we're going to be talking to Haru Chayez Amen. He's going to be breaking down some of the reasons why breathing is so important to your overall health. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hello, my name is Ramon Brian Braxton and I am the artistic director and conductor for the historic Juneteenth musical that will be presented at the McCaw Music Hall on Sunday, June 19th at 6 p.m. The musical is entitled Songs of Black Folk, Music of Resistance and Hope. This concert will feature the rich musical traditions that have been birthed from the African-American experience, including spirituals, jazz, gospel, R&B, hip-hop, and spoken word. An orchestra plus rhythm section will accompany internationally renowned soloists Bridget Bazil, Solomon Howard, and James Conner, along with local artists Felicia Curry and Robin Henderson. Our special guest artist will be Mr. Darren Adamart, a critically acclaimed composer and founder of Baltimore Soulful Symphony. Additionally, a choral group of local singers will present diverse arrangements of iconic African-American music. You can reserve your free tickets for this phenomenal event on Ticket Leap, searching One Seattle Juneteenth or on the McCall Hall website. Please join One Seattle in partnership with the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship of Kent, the Church Council of Greater Seattle, and a long list of community sponsors as we celebrate freedom with music that speaks and heals every soul. COVID protocols will be in place and masks are required. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. What a great segment there with Julia Jesse of Clapback Culture. And you guys just saw that commercial there for All Tharp. I want to make sure that you guys know we still have tickets to give away to this show. So you guys email BESA at whereweconverge.com, B-E-S-A at whereweconverge.com, so you guys can be one of the people that received two free tickets to that show. Uh, thank you so much to Pacific Northwest Ballet for, you know, partnering with us here on The Day with Trey. Always appreciate your partnership. And I'm going to tell you guys, I've been going to uh, all of the shows at Pacific Northwest Ballet, and they actually are amazing. Um, so please make sure you guys email BASA so you guys can get in the line for one of those uh, pairs of tickets. All right, up next right now, I get to talk to Haru Chayez Amen. He is doing some phenomenal things in the community regarding health and wellness bringing back some of the ancient techniques. What's up, Peru? Peace and blessings, Trey. Hey. Wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me here. And congratulations on that Emmy. Oh, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I see so you out much. here in the streets. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, it, it means everything to be able to bring that back to our community and really to have a platform where folks like yourselves and others can really come and share what they're doing in community. Now, some of them may not know, but you're really out here. You're doing Qigong. You're teaching stress-free for life techniques. But really, it's uh, this basis of ancient techniques that you're bringing to the forefront. Tell us a little bit about uh, why breathing is so important in all the work that you do. Well, breathing is the underlying and, and, and um, intro to stress. Once we start seeing ourselves breathing in the upper chest area, breathing through our mouth, um, panting and things like that, we're, we're already exhibiting the stress response. We, our body is already automatically responding to a stress situation like it's under a survival situation. 
like it's life or death. So the fight or flight mechanism is kicked in, um, your, your, your pupils dilate, your blood pressure rises, um, you begin to, to, to feel the tension of stress. All the, all the blood moves away from your, your internal organ system and moves into your large muscle mass. It makes you wanna run or fight, right? It wants to protect yourself. One of the things about stress that is huge is to understand that if we manage our stress, if we carry our stress every day, if we try to do that, we're gonna harm ourselves for sure. And we might even kill ourselves. And so we have to learn that stress is not something that we want to manage. We want to get stress-free for life. And there's a way to do that. We start with the breathing. Um, there's, a, there's a way to start with the breathing. And I teach how to start with the breathing through a method of, of yang gong and meditation practices um, that stem from you know, ancient Chinese practices, that stem from ancient Kemetic practices, which is ancient Egyptian practices around meditation, visualization, and proper breathing and stretching. You know, I'll, I'll say that, you know, I think this is something that's so exciting because we understand so much of this is it really negative impact impacting the black community negatively. Right. Um, when we talk about a lot of stress, because there's a lot of other diseases and health conditions that come from stress. I mean, you know, talking to others, we, we, we hear the numbers all the time in data. We talk about diabetes. We talk about, you know, having, uh, you know, fibroids, right. We talk about, um, you know, heart related issues, uh, you know, blood pressure issues. All of those things are really, uh, you know, the, outward effects of you carrying that stress. And so you're saying that there are some breathing techniques that people can literally do to work themselves through those things to eventually really eliminate the stress. Indeed, breathing is one of the basic keys to eliminating stress. If we can practice on a regular basis, breathing properly through our nose into our lower dantian or, or lower abdomen, we can preempt the stress response. And um, we couple that with some visual, visualization techniques and some chanting as well in meditations. But we, we want to understand that we can pre-hearse this, right? When we're in a, in a stress situation, we're automatically breathing through our mouth. We're automatically panting. If we can practice on a regular basis and get in the habit of breathing correctly, breathing only through our mouth, like we would talk through our nose. We don't talk through our nose, so why breathe through our mouth? It's not for that. We inhale through the nose properly into the lower diaphragm. It automatically activates the parasympathetic system, which calms the body down, which is, allows the blood to detox, which allows the body to relax, which actually activates the prefrontal cortex, which allows you to think, to analyze situations, and find the solution to the situation that's at hand. Most of us aren't in a life or death situation daily, so we're dealing with social situations, right? We're dealing with situations like somebody said something rude to me. I didn't get along with my spouse today, right? And we're acting and responding to those situations like they're life or death, which makes sense if they're a saber-toothed tiger trying to kill you. But most of the time, it's not a saber-toothed tiger. It's somebody you really love and you want to see them do well. So we have to work on the breath to do that. Uh, this is, I think, a lot, a lot of people may not even really know that that it's uh, breath is such a central part to how they respond properly to these kinds of situations. Uh, for folks that are out there that find themselves in, you know, what they may consider to be a stressful situation, what is one of the things that you would tell them with regard to how they need to then change their dynamic, right? Like maybe they're in that method right there and they're breathing through their mouth and they got coming through the chest and they're panting. You know, what are some of the things that you walk, you know, people through? I know you have clients too. How do you walk them through that? Well, I start before the stress situation. Once you're in the stress situation, you've already exhibited the response. We want to we want to cut it off before it happens. Mindfulness, you know, has that's been taught traditionally in in ancient cultures and been taught here in America really is after the fact that the triggers are already set. We've already pulled the trigger. So we spend time in the mornings, right, breathing. 
visualizing situations and interactions with other people that have triggered stress in the past. And we see ourselves at peace. We see ourselves smiling. We see ourselves breathing naturally. Um, to a person that's in the middle of the situation, I would say, you know, if you can, close your mouth, right? Um, you know, it's hard to say right now to shut up, but we got to close our mouth and start breathing through the nose, right? And once we start that process, when we get used to practicing that process, we'll see a lot of things change in our lives for the better. I'm telling you, you know, I am somebody who is practicing this, you guys. And I, and I will say that there's a lot of different things uh, over the last few years in my life that I've really applied in terms of what you're talking about with these teachings and visualizing myself responding peacefully to situations that I know have caused me to pant and to have more of an animalistic response. So much of this is also, you know, when we talk about different areas of the brain, you know, we've had several, I've been able to interview several people. And even yesterday, hearing from Rokia at Tubman Center for Health and Freedom, that one of the main things that they got out of their Well Us survey was that a lot of Black families are utilizing these ancient techniques now, right? They're starting to understand the benefits of things like yoga, meditation, um, you know, uh, you know, peacefulness in general. And so what you're describing are a lot of the uh, actual techniques that they can apply to ensure that that is something they're cementing with their health and wellness. Definitely. And it's, it's the basis of our ancient comedic practices as well. We learn that peace is our essential nature. We're created in the image of peace. And if we can respond to every situation in peace, we can actually tap into our divinity and understand how to interrelate with people. And so I'm a member of the Sarset Society, which has been around for 50 years, teaching our people, black and brown people, that you're a peaceful being by nature. And so this is how you're supposed to carry yourself. This is how you're supposed to breathe. This is how you're supposed to interact. Stress is something that we can get rid of. You know, if you, would, if you were to sit on a tack, you wouldn't get comfortable on a tack. You'd remove the tack, right? So why get comfortable on stress? Um, why identify with our lower nature? You mentioned the four brains or the, or the brains. There's four brains that we talk about. There's a reptilian brain, there's a mammalian brain, and there's a neocortex, and then the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is designed to rule all of those lower brains. But when we are responding in stress, we're allowing the reptilian brain to control us. Who would let a, straight, a snake walk them down the street, right? So why are we allowing snakes and, and mammals to guide us? We have to we have to elevate and evolve as spiritual beings and as as decent and moral human beings by activating the prefrontal lobe. And, and we do that through a lot of things. Like I said, it starts with the breath. It starts with visualization. We also have to focus on our diet. We have to focus on our supplementation. We have to make sure that we rest and recover properly, things of that nature to make sure that we're taking care of our holistic health, spirituality and health go hand in hand. It's a holistic method. It's not just one or the other. It's all and. Yeah, yeah, geez, and, and uh, look, I'm working on the 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 rest and relaxation part. I got some work to do there because you know, as somebody who's just always going and on the go, that's something that I recognize in my own life. Of being like, okay, I really need you know my eight hours of sleep. I really need to be sure that I am taking time away. You know, so so sometimes it's just like okay, literally getting away so that I can do that, and I have to find better techniques to do that while I'm here doing the work. Well, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because I think there's, uh, you know, a lot of people that may understand some of the techniques and they use them in military, right? When it's like, okay, you got to breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds. Um, is that something that you think?
think a lot of people can can kind of start to do is like an easy kind of method when you know they're they're thinking about how to visualize you know themselves peaceful you know that kind of same technique that we see uh, for for a lot of our officers in the military doing something similar uh, like that. Definitely, um, when we're commuting back and forth to work, when we're going on walks or breaks, when we're sitting down in front of the television, you know, when we're at home, we can take some time to simply close our mouth, right? Breathe in deeply into the lower abdomen, the lower dantian is what we call it, in a, in a very peaceful manner. We don't wanna hear our breath, so we don't wanna inhale loudly. We don't wanna breathe through the nose, I mean, excuse me, breathe through the mouth. We wanna breathe into our lower abdomen, hold that for a pause for a heartbeat, and then allow that to just release and relax and breathe out through the nose as well. We can practice that for five minutes in chunks. We don't have to do it you know, for an hour a day, like some of us practicing Qigong, we do it for a longer period of time, but you're welcome to join, people are welcome to join that. Um, but we want to make sure that throughout the day, preemptively, before and after those stressful events, that we practice breathing. So anytime you're thinking about it, anytime it comes back to mind, or anytime you notice that your mouth is open and you're breathing through your mouth, close your mouth and just breathe in sh deeply into the lower abdomen. Mm. This is, uh, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm loving these kind of segments because we understand that this is a foundation for people really taking control of their health and wellness. And unfortunately, one of the things that we deal with in the Western society is, you know, people think, oh, I need a doctor for everything, right? Like, oh, I got to go see a doctor about this, or I got to get make sure I get a medical professional to tell me, you know, what to do best. And so really elevating these uh, techniques and then people like yourself who are out here in community doing this work, uh, allowing people to learn and get engaged with it, it's really important. Um, what are some of the ways that people can reach out, get connected to some of the things that you're doing? I know uh, Qigong is happening, y'all. Every third Friday at the Liberty Bank building is open to the public, uh, but make sure you look right there and just let people know how they can contact you, how they can get connected, because maybe there's some folks out there who really need these techniques in their lives. For sure. Now, on my website, herudchayazamen.com, you can schedule a 15-minute consultation with me, and we can talk through some of your issues, some of your concerns. We can plug you into our events. We teach Qigong three times a week, and that's for free, so anybody can tap into that, and I can share that link once you connect with me there. You can also connect with me on Instagram at herunefer, H-E-R-U, excuse me, N-E-F-E-R, um, on Instagram. You can DM me there or see the events there as well. We're all out here in the streets helping people. We're in the parks practicing Qigong. You're welcome to join and heal yourself so you can help others. There we go. Welcome to join and heal yourself. I know Salman is putting the links right there in the comments. Thank you so much, Salman. And thank you so much, Haru Chayez Amin. What a phenomenal way to introduce people to how they control what they think is stress in their lives. I just really appreciate you for bringing this practice to bear. Indeed. Thank you for having me. And thank you for repping the Heru Hills. I see you with the Falcon on you. Yes. Hey, I just, I was going to point that out too, because make sure somebody, let's get that on the camera because, you know, Haru Hills, you guys can make sure you guys reach out to him, find a way to get the sweatshirt. You know, we're all going to be healed out here in this community. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys, I'm telling you. Um, and I said it yesterday when I was talking to Rokia that for me, there's so many things that are happening in community. The day with Trey really wants to be a conduit. So you guys, all understand some of these things, but find the ways to get plugged into these efforts. You know, 
right now we're talking about how you heal yourself, how you understand what healing, overall healing really looks like. And again, these are ancient practices that our ancestors knew so well. This is how they created the first civilizations of the world. And now all of these techniques are coming back to life. I'm so excited. But also, I am a real uh, practitioner of these things, you guys. And so it's something that I'm experiencing. And, you know, the peace being my nature is so key to me every day. You guys stay tuned after this short break. I'm going to be wrapping the show up right after this. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Vesa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Basa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. What a great episode. I hope you guys have been inspired. Obviously, we want you guys to tune in tonight, 7 p.m. on Clap for Clapback Culture. You guys are going to be hearing Mike Davis apparently dropping a huge, huge bomb for all of us. Sounds like it's going to be really positive. You guys are going to want to tune in to that. Also, I want to thank Haru Chayaz, I'm in, for bringing these techniques of breathing and healing yourself to the forefront. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Qigong at the Liberty Bank building, you guys, it is popping every Saturday, every third Saturday, excuse me, every third Saturday, come through. It's open to the public. There's also other opportunities for you all to connect. Thank you, Saman, for putting the link in the comments so people can click on there, you know, connect with Haru, you know, figure out how you can utilize some of these techniques. He's offering those 15-minute consultations to give you some of those things so you guys can start creating a foundation for yourselves. And I, I got to say, tomorrow is going to be an amazing show. Uh, we talked about this a bit. For those of you who are Morning Update Show fans, we talked about this before about bringing our production to McCall Hall. It is happening tomorrow. And so I get the opportunity to talk uh, talk to my girl, Cynthia Brothers of Vanishing Seattle. She'll be joining us at McCall Hall tomorrow. We'll be talking about all the things that maybe are and maybe are not vanishing. Really excited to dive in with her. And also, I'll have Kion Ross from Pacific Northwest Ballet. So excited that he will be joining me tomorrow as well. I want to remind you all to make sure you guys email BASA for the all Tharp tickets. We are giving away pairs of tickets. We want to make sure our audience is enjoying all of the shows that are happening in our city. And McCall Hall has some fabulous shows with Pacific Northwest Ballet. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow while we set up at McCall Hall. I want to thank you guys for watching today and always be inspired. I think Jules has shown you guys time and time again how she is a part of the solution by bringing these topics to bear and allowing folks to talk about them together, bringing the community into certain things that maybe we didn't know. Appreciate Jules for that. And clearly, Haru Chayaz Amen has seen himself as a part of the solution, being dedicated to bringing all of the healing techniques from our ancestral line back to bear right here in our community. So thanks to both of them. You guys be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution, of course. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m., peace. <laughs> Chirwa, my
Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.